Good evening, guys. It's your girl, Deanne, and I'm back again tonight with another podcast. So tonight, guys, I want to talk about what is love? I think that's a good topic. What is love? One thing I want people to understand is that I'm going to be touching on topics that are important to me and things that I would like to add my input to. So to understand what love is, we have to understand what love means. Now there are two definitions of love. You have man's definition or the world's and then you have God's definition of love. Now what is the world's definition of love? The world's definition is that love can be used or applied to a person, place, or thing. For example, I love my house. I love spaghetti. I love my shoes. I love my car. These are things that love can be used for according to the world's definition. But what is God's definition of love? So according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through eight, here's God's definition of love. God says love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It is always protects, always trust, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So that is God's definition of what love is. Now God's definition of love is a perfect love. God makes it very clear how strong love is in the Bible. And see, to love the way that God wants us to love is hard. To love somebody who does wrong to you, to love somebody who hurts you, to forgive and forget, that is so hard to do, but that is the way that God wants us to love. Now, there are many examples of love in the Bible. And I will share just a few things about how strong God feels about love. Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. Someone asked Jesus a question and this is what they said. They said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? So remember, 
that we have 10 testaments that we have to abide by. And so this person is asking Jesus, which is the greatest commandment of the 10. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So in these verses, Jesus is making it very clear that love sums up everything. We're supposed to love God with everything, our heart, our soul, our mind. And we are supposed to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And there's another example about love. Matthew chapter five, verses 43 through 44. And this is what Jesus is saying. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. You are supposed to do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spiteful, use you and persecute you. This is what Jesus is saying about love. And God said to us about love. Now, again, this kind of love is hard to do. I can only tell you from my personal experience, there have been times that someone has hurt me. I may can't forgive, but I do not forget. I may bring it up in an argument. I may remind this person of what they've done to me. And it might happen years ago, but according to God's definition of love, remember love keeps no track record of wrongs. When you love someone, you're supposed to love them completely. But see, the love that God has for us is perfect. And the reason why God demands us to love this way because God is love. And the greatest example of how much God loves us is a verse that I think everybody knows, but it is John chapter three, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now I'm not a parent, but if I had a child and no other children, just one, and if someone told me in order to save this world, you have to sacrifice your child, I don't know I can do that. And we all know Jesus died for our sins. Because of Jesus, we have a chance to enter heaven. We have a chance to ask for forgiveness. It's through Jesus. But God and Jesus, they both preach about love in the Bible. For God says, how can you love me whom you never seen, but you see your brothers, 
your sisters, your family, your friends, strangers, and you hate them. God makes it clear. He says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. If you love me, you will honor me. See, when someone loves you, they honor you. They respect you. There's loyalty in that love because love will prevent you from doing wrong. Love will prevent you from hurting that person. That's if you really love them. And God is saying, if you love me, you will show me, not tell me. And this is what real love is. You know, J-Lo said, my love doesn't cost a thing. Your material things, none of that matters because my love is free. Now, I do agree with J-Lo to a certain point. Yes, my love does not cost a thing. And that's for you to love me, but... On my end, if you love the wrong person, it can cost you everything. You can lose everything. It can cause you to go crazy. And that's loving the wrong person. Sometimes that one experience can change your life forever. Mary J. Blige wrote a song. She said, real love. I'm searching for a real love, someone to set my heart free. It's like she's searching for real love, real love. That's all everybody wants is real love. Someone to love them completely, unconditional, not conditional. Toni Braxton wrote a song and she said, love should have brought you home last night. And I love that song. And that song is very true. If you love me, you would not have been out hurting me. Love should have brought you home last night to be with me. Music Soul Child wrote a song about love. He said, love, so many people use your name in vain. Love, those who have faith in you sometimes go astray. Love, through all the ups and downs, the joys and hurts. Love, for better or worse, I still would choose you first. And I love that song. That song is beautiful. And there's so many beautiful songs about love, about preaching unconditional love, searching for a real love, wanting a real love. And that's what love is. You see, love is something that we all need, whether we agree or not. Everybody in this lifetime is going to experience some form of love, whether it's the good, the bad, the ugly. But love is something that you experience. And our first example of love is from God. And I told you how God loved the world so much that he sacrificed his son because we were sinful because of Adam and Eve. Our second example of love is our parents. When we come out of our mother's womb and we go out into the world, we are learned, or I'm sorry, we are taught by our parents how to love. 
It is their definition of how they treat each other and the examples we have around us that helps us as adults love somebody. And then when we get older, this is how we love. So some people don't know how to love and then there's some people out there who love the wrong type of person and yet they end up being hurt in the process. You see, people often toss that word love around like it's a bean bag. People misuse the word love a lot. I think it's to the point where people say it out of like a courtesy. Like if you sneeze and I say, God bless you, do I really want God to bless you? You know, it's like coming courtesy to say that. Doesn't mean people mean it, but that word love has so much value and it's powerful. It is so powerful. And I always tell people, you should never tell someone you love them if you do not mean it. It's okay if you don't love me. I may love you faster than you love me, but don't have me believe that we are on the same, the same wavelength, that you love me like I love you. Because I'm gonna be looking for examples. I'm going to be looking at your actions. And see, that's what I've learned to do as a woman. Because in so many of my relationships, I have loved, and I have loved a man for everything. I have accepted a man for his kids, for his shortcomings, for his flaws, for his failures, for his mistakes, his errors, for the things that would make someone run away, I embrace them. But my only downfall is that I never get back what I put out. And that is the worst type of love, to love somebody who do not love you. And I wrote songs about this. And one song in particular I wrote is, what can you do? You can't force no one to love you. No matter how bad you want them to, if their love isn't true, how can they love you? For they never will. And I wrote that verse because that is how I feel. You can't force some, someone to love you. You can't force someone to wanna to be with you. No matter how good you are, no matter what you think you are, if that person doesn't love you, there's nothing you can do. And it's, just, it's the worst feeling in the world, but it's true. There are some great examples of why you should always be honest with someone about how you feel. Like I said, you should never play with the word love. And the reason why you shouldn't is because that person who is wanting to be loved by you, again, is gonna judge you by your actions and how you treat them. And I think the saddest part about you telling someone you love them is if your definition of love is hurtful, that is what that person is going to go by. They're gonna say, oh, if a man doesn't hit me, he must not love me. If a man is not jealous, he must not love me. If a man doesn't do this, and see, 
that's a bad representation of love because you said you love me and I believe that. When you don't, you don't give a damn about me. But that's the reality of it. Y'all remember that movie, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate with Martin Lawrence. He played a character named Darnell. Darnell was a ladies man. He was smooth. He had all these women that he played. He worked at a club called Chocolate City. He had a good friend named T who was Bobby Brown. So Darnell and T made a bet that there was this woman that Darnell was trying to get with and her name was Brandy. Brandy was very sedity. She was high and mighty and she's played by Lynn Whitfield, but they made a bet like, man, you can't hit that. Martin said, bet I can hit that. T said, whatever you do, you cannot tell her you love her. And see one thing some men do in the heat of the moment, girl, I love you. Well, no, he loves your vagina, but he's telling you that and you think he loves you, but he loves your vagina and he's not telling you how he loves you. But a woman will run with that. Girl, he said he loved me. He said he loved me. And it's only been two days and you're running off of what he said. But what has he shown you? He hasn't shown you nothing. So in the movie, Martin or Darnell, he told Brandy he loved her and he didn't love her. And as soon as he said that, Brandy treated him different because in the movie, Darnell was chasing her because see, this wasn't just an average woman that he could just pick up with his smooth lines. See, she had money, she had class, she had style. So when he finally got her, because he said he loved her. She took him on shopping sprees. She gave him her personal limo driver to take him wherever he wanted to go. But see, he played her. You know, he stood her up on her birthday after she took him horseback riding and introduced him to finer things in life. And he showed her a few things. But the moral of the story is, is that in the end, when Brandy found out she was getting played, she snapped. In the end, she became crazy. Now, why? Why did she become crazy? Because Darnell lied to her. And see, fellas, when you play a woman and you hurt her, she's capable of doing a lot of bad things. Because when a woman is hurt and her heart is being played, there's no limits to where her rage can take her. She can hire someone to kill you. She can slowly kill you by poisoning you with antifreeze, arsenic, any kind of chemical that slowly kills you. You ever heard of those crimes like they say this was a crime of passion when it's like an overkill. When detectives say, well, wow, whoever killed this person had passion. 
like a Jodi Harris. That was an overkill what she did to Travis. But see, when a woman is hurt and she is broken, there's no telling. She might cut your penis off. Doesn't mean she doesn't love you, it's that she's hurt. She was misled by you. She let her guards down and you hurt her. You broke her trust. You had her looking stupid. You know, there's an, a movie I love, Forrest Gump. You see, people said that Forrest Gump was very stupid. Forrest Gump once said, you know, stupid is as stupid does. But I love this movie because in this movie, Forrest Gump shows us what the meaning of real love is. You see, the entire movie, he was chasing this woman named Jenny. And see, the moment that Forrest laid eyes on Jenny, he fell in love with her. He fell in love with Jenny. And all throughout the movie, that is who he wanted to be with, was Jenny. From the moment he stepped on that school bus and all those kids would not let Forrest sit next to him because he was different. And yet he heard a sweet voice say, you can sit here if you want. And that was Jenny. And ever since then, Forrest was in love. And throughout the movie, Forrest is chasing to get her affection, to get her attention. But Jenny was too busy living life. She was too busy keeping Forrest in the friend zone. That's what she was basically doing. And see, it seems like no matter what Forrest did, it wasn't good enough for Jenny's affection. Y'all remember when Forrest went to that Black Panther party and Jenny was there and she was dating some guy. And when Forrest saw that he hit Jenny, he came to her defense and he ended up getting kicked out. Cause remember he said, I'm sorry I broke up your block pop the party, but that's how much he loved Jenny. When he saw Jenny on stage, naked with a guitar, talking about dust in the wind. And those men were degrading her by trying to get her, you know, she was new, but try to get her to move that guitar. He rescued her. He always tried to rescue Jenny from her father, from the world, from everything. But in the end, the thing that killed Jenny, he couldn't save her from. And it seemed like no matter how good Forrest was to her, it wasn't good enough for Jenny. And see, I always remember the, the last part of the movie when Jenny finally came back. Because remember, Forrest became a millionaire. He won a black heart for saving lives in a war. He met JFK, met Elvis. I mean, there's a lot of good things that Forrest did in his lifespan in this movie. And yet the one person he wanted to be with, he could not get her to be with him. But when Jenny finally came back to Forrest and she got pregnant, 
and she left and then she came back again. There was always something that stood out to me. There was a scene when Jenny was walking up the stairs because this is when she came back before she, this is the time she came back and Forrest was so happy to see her because he even made it clear like no matter how much success he had, he was still searching for Jenny because remember they wrote each other and they were pen pals and all that. He said, will you marry me? And then Jenny looks at him and says, but you don't want to marry me. And Forrest is like, but I'll make a good husband. And she acknowledges, yes, you will. He says, why don't you love me, Jenny? And he says, I'm not the smart man, but I know what love is. And that always stood out to me because like I said, I never thought Forrest was dumb. I thought Forrest was the smartest person. Cause see the way that Forrest loved her, despite her being a prostitute, despite her being a drug addict, despite how she was living her life or how the world viewed her, Forrest never judged her. He never ever brought up her wrongdoings. He never ever exploited for what she did in the past. Forrest only saw her for that little girl that allowed him to sit next to her on a school bus. And I've always thought that. And then in the end, when she dies in that one scene where he goes to the gravesite and he talks to her, I always cry because see guys in this movie, Forrest is showing us what real love is, what God is saying what love is. And that's loving someone past their flaws. See, that's the hard thing to do is to love somebody for their imperfections, to love somebody past their shortcomings. That's so hard to do. There's so many superficial people in the world that they can't get over that. They can never ever get over that. They always think about how a person doesn't live up to their expectations. And another movie I just thought about was a movie called Shallow How. There was a character named Hal that was played by Jack Black. Gwyneth Paltrow played Rosemary. But see, Hal had a best friend named Mauricio. Mauricio was played by uh, Jason Alexander. And see, Mauricio and Hal were very superficial. They only liked women whose appearance was beautiful on the outside. So it's always beautiful women and I know with his best friend, he found the tiniest thing to not want to date a woman. I remember he <laughs> quit talking to this girl because one of her toes were bigger or one of her, um, yeah, one of her toes was bigger than the other. That threw him off. But all alone, Mauricio had this little tail on the back of his, <laughs> his lower back. And when he got excited, like a dog, it would wag. So he had imperfections, but... You see how he judged others? But what's so significant about this movie is that Tony Robbins plays in this movie and he is really a relationship guru or a coach, whatever you wanna call him. In an elevator, he hypnotized Hal. And he made Hal see women for how they were in the inside and not the outside. And I think that is the best message is I wish that we can walk around and love somebody 
for how their heart is, to look and see who they really are as a person because the outer appearance, that's gonna change. Beauty fades, looks change as time goes on. You, you have to be a smart person to know that those things are not consistent. No matter how much we try to stay young, go get plastic surgery and all these things, father time always wins. But the way that someone treats you, the way their heart is, that would never change. But see, that's real love. That is real love. And this movie, in the end, because remember Gwyneth Paltrow, or Rosemary, she was very fat. And see, Hal couldn't see. He only saw her as a skinny girl. But in the end, he realized how heavy she was when Tony Robbins reversed, I'm sorry, when his best friend Mauricio said, shallow how wants a gal. That is when he became awoke and when he can really see for how she looked on the outside. And see, that's a hard thing to do when you really discover this image. And I know a lot of guys, they say this about women like who wear makeup and the filters and you see her on the internet and she's gorgeous, flawless skin, beautiful teeth, perfect eyebrows. Then you see her in person, she looks nothing like that. It's a blinder. But this is how this movie ends is when Hal saw Rosemary for who she was, he still loved her. Why? Even though Rosemary's appearance changed, her heart never changed. And again, it takes a strong person to love somebody past the physical flaws. And see with me, when I get into relationships, I always anticipate not only the good, but the bad and the ugly. And I think in this climate, in this culture, when someone dates someone, they don't really look at the full picture. They just look at that person for who they are at that moment. And what I mean is this is what I call the good of a relationship or a courtship. We are instantly attracted to somebody based on their appearance, what kind of car they drive, how they live their life. Then you wanna take into their social media status. Oh, she got a lot of followers. Oh, she's popping. And we live in this culture where if you don't get so many likes on a picture, you must be ugly. If you don't have a lot of people following you, you must not be popular. If you don't have someone showing you attention, you're lonely. That's what the internet does. It gives us a false representation of what love is because this is all superficial. Now, what is the bad and the ugly? Well, I'll tell you what the bad and the ugly is, you know, and I can only give you an example of that. Let's say a man dates a woman for her body. At the time when he met her, she had a banging body. No stretch marks, no flaws, perfect. And then you fast forward a few years later, a few months, whatever. She gains weight by having a child or children. Now, all of a sudden, that perfect body that he fell in love with is not the same. 
Now she has stretch marks. She's gained some weight and he's not attracted to her. He's comparing her to what she was when he met her. And this man leaves her because, again, this woman who she is now is not the same woman he met. Now see, that right there is not real love because real love will say, you're gonna love me with stretch marks because I sacrificed my body to have your child or your children. And so for you to tell me that I'm not good enough that wasn't real love because if you love me, you would accept me. Or what if a woman dates a man who has a really good job and he's able to pay her bills or spoil her, spoil her with gifts and do all these things for her because he has the money. They can take trips and live a lifestyle that only people dream of. But this man loses his job and he becomes unemployed or he gets a job not making as much as he used to. Now she can't get those handbags, she can't take those trips, she can't wear the top of the line clothing, jewelry, etc. And this woman leaves this man and chase another man to give her what he used to give her. You see, that's not real love. But see, real love, you have to anticipate that. When you say you love somebody, you have to anticipate that this person's status will change, their looks is gonna change, something may happen. And see, I've always been that type of girl. Every relationship that I've been in, when I tell a man I loved him, I really meant that. I did not say it because it was good to say at that moment. And I showed them because love is about loyalty. When things got rough, we were side by side with each other because love says we're gonna get through this. Love says, baby, I got your back. Don't worry, I will hold us down. Now, some people might say I was foolish, but when you really love somebody and you love them with all your heart, there's no limit what you'll do because again, it's not just about you, there's a us in there. But it's hard to love somebody who does not love you. It's hard to give 100% to someone who only gives you 10%. That's a bad relationship, it's unbalanced. You can never ever get the full benefits of that relationship because that person is only giving you a partial, one-tenth of themselves. And that's not fair. But that's what relationships have become. We see this with celebrity couples. We see this with just regular people we know. Everybody wants to be with someone that is hot. Everybody wants eye candy. Everyone wants to be someone that people select as relationship goals. And see, I don't believe in relationship goals. Honestly, I don't. And the reason why I don't is because sometimes goals are hard to obtain. You know, they always said Jay-Z and Beyonce was relationship goals. They've been married for what, 10 years? I'm sorry, I've been together for 10 years, been married. Perfect relationship until we found out Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Everyone said that T.I. and Tiny were relationship goals. Because remember, 
Tiny held T.I. down. He did a couple of jail bids. She held him down. And then we find out T.I. was cheating on her. So I always tell people there should be no couple that should be relationship goals because people are only going to put out what they want you to see. And there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. There never has been. There's always behind the scene things that we don't know. But for the sake of their followers, for the sake of the world and the internet, we're gonna put out good images. You're gonna see us shopping together. You're gonna see us on TV with a reality show. You're gonna see us making money together. But to me, none of that means nothing. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what fame. If you don't respect me, or love me enough to honor me, there is no us because that is the ultimate test for love. And yes, when you love someone, cause someone would say, okay, well, what if someone cheats? Cheating is hard for me and God knows it's hard. And that's why I'm saying God's love, the way he wants us to love is hard to do. Because if you ever been cheated on or if you ever had a mate step outside of a relationship by any way. Cause see, to me, cheating is not just a physical, you know, a physical connection. Cheating to me is doing anything with someone that you would not do in my presence. That's what I think cheating is. But see, some man will say, well, we didn't have sex. She just gave me head. Uh, fool, that's cheating. Because if I was there, she would not be doing that. Well, we didn't have sex. We just text. Again, if I was there, you would not be texting her. You know you wouldn't text her. So don't sit here and put stipulations of what cheating. Again, cheating is anything that you would not do in the presence of your mate. That's what I consider cheating. But for me, if a man cheats on me, God knows I can't go back. I used to be that girl, but guess what happened? It happened over and over and over again. And every time it was, oh, baby, baby, I'm sorry. Baby, baby, please. Baby, baby, please. Oh, baby, baby, please. Oh, no. You're not going to be begging. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and still getting the same results. And to me, that was a toxic relationship. Because if you love me, again, we're gonna go back to that love, the word love, real love. If you loved me, love would have made you say, well, hold up, she's a good girl. Don't risk that full menu at home, that full entree for an appetizer. Because see, real love would have made you recognize that what you have at home is better than what she could have gave you. See, real love would made you question, like, why would I want to hurt her when she's so good to me? That's what real love is. And if you cheat on me, to me, it tells me you don't give a damn about me. Because let's be honest, fellas, and this is women too, but I don't date women, I date men. You gotta understand, fellas, that the average woman 
It's off a penis three times a day, like a meal. Maybe even a fourth and fifth meal you want to call like an appetizer or a midnight snack. But why is it that a woman can turn down those men, but yet some men, they just cannot. They just cannot. And see, there's a movie that is a perfect example of this, and I, I just thought about it. Tyler Perry's Diary of a Mad Black Woman. If you guys saw the movie, the husband and wife, I forgot her name, but the character, she was married to this lawyer, a prominent lawyer, and they had it going on, had a nice house, social status. Oh, her name was Helen, that was her name. He wanted a divorce. And then that's when Helen found out he had this whole nother girl. He had a whole nother family. And in the movie, she was like, Charles, okay, that's his name, Charles. I wanted your kids, Charles. But she couldn't keep a child because she was so stressed having miscarriages and stuff. But yet he went off and had children by this woman who, again, was the ideal woman for him. He kicked her out the house, left her with nothing. Because remember, he kicked her out. And then Shamar Moore with those struggling braids came and picked her up in that moving truck. And then they had a relationship. But it's amazing because in the end, remember when that drug dealer threatened him about, I better get off this case. And it didn't happen. He got shot. Charles did and got paralyzed. And in the end, that beautiful woman that he left Helen for left him because, see, she wanted him to die. The doctor said, okay, he may not make it. She said, pull the plug. So that woman was telling him, you were only beneficial to me because of what you could do for me. The big house, the nice car, the money that he had. But see, Helen loved him because at his worst, at his absolute worst, which is being paralyzed, he couldn't fend for himself. She helped that man get better. And in the end, their relationship changed. But see, Helen moved on from him because he hurt her. And yeah, she did go a little crazy because there was a couple of scenes where, yeah, she did get her revenge. But what I'm saying is that that's what love is. Love is loving someone for everything at their lowest point. And that's a test of love. If you have everything and you get to your lowest point, how many people are going to be around you? There was a song, you know, friends, how many of us have them? Friends, ones we can depend on. But it's true. In your darkest moment, moments, who do you have to really hold you down? And see, that's what true love is. And that's for anybody, whether it's a friendship, relationship, whatever. That is what real love is. And God's definition of love, again, is a perfect love. It's, a, it's the hardest love that I feel is really hard to obtain. And, I, and again, I have to stress this. Please be careful when you tell someone that you love them because the love you give someone can give them life or it can give them death because their perception are 
their example is being shown through you. So based on how you treat that person, that is what they feel like love is supposed to feel like is supposed to be. And understand love for me is the most powerful drug. And I don't do drugs at all. I don't drink, don't smoke. But love, even in small doses, is powerful. What have you going crazy? What have you on an episode of Snapped? Because someone broke your damn heart. And there's no antidote for that. There's nothing to give someone to have them come down from that high. But when you are loved correctly, when someone loves you correctly, it can motivate you. It can encourage you. It can build you up. It gives you so much hope. Y'all just don't realize if I had someone who loved me as much as I loved him, this world can come to the end, come to an end right now. And I would be just like those folks were on the Titanic. We're going to die together because I can die knowing that this man loves me. He loves me for my dirty draws, for every bad parts about me. You know, I wrote a song. And then in the song, I said, everyone's breaking up and I'm like, I just want to meet someone that's my type who loves everything about me that I dislike. Is this so hard to find? Again, someone to love me for everything about me I dislike. That's hard to do. But that's a perfect love. That's what real love is. Accepting someone, again, for their flaws, shortcomings, everything. That's what real love is. Not just for the highs, but for the lows. Just like when we take wedding vows. No one never, ever anticipates the vows for better or worse. No one looks at the worst, right? They always anticipate that, hey, it's going to get better. There is going to be no such thing as worse. But it's true. For richer or poor, no one anticipates being poor. Who would, who would say that? But it's true. Through sickness and health, to death do us part. No one looks at the bad things. They only think about the good things. But see, that's what love is. It's a full circle. You can't say you love somebody and then have conditions. Because see, that's conditional love. You got to have unconditional love. Unconditional love is loving someone beyond limits. There's no restrictions on how you treat that person. And again, in this day and age, that is not the way we love, and it's sad. And I wish that we can go back to the good old days when people actually went on dates and not be trapped in their phone, or you meet a guy and he wants your phone number and not asking you what's your Snapchat name or what's your Instagram name, but he wants to know you and not know you from Facebook. When people enjoy going out, holding hands, watching movies together, going to the park, going to museums, enjoying each other's company versus Netflix and chill. See, it's like things have changed and 
my goal as a woman is to ultimately, for me, is to have a man that loves me so much that he changes my last name, where I'm no longer carrying my maiden name, but I'm carrying his last name. That is my goal. And that's what this segment is about, is about love. And I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are. And like I said, this is my very, this is my second podcast. I had one last night, but please let me know what you think. And thank you so much for listening tonight. And I will be coming with more topics and more things about my life. And I only hope that you can relate to what I'm saying. But thank you. Be blessed. Have a good night. And till next time, guys, you can find me on Facebook, Deanne Ford. I do have an Instagram, Next Love Her, H-E-R. And like I said, I don't know how this all works, but let me know, guys, because I'm curious and I want to start doing more podcasts. I'm also, I'm sorry, I'm also on YouTube, Deanne Ford. All right, but thank you again. Have a wonderful night and I will talk to you later.